Time for the third of four free episodes of the Secrets of Screen Acting podcast. This one is going to be on eye flashes. Hello. We're going to show you how if you work on camera as well as work on voiceover, you can use eye flashes to just literally magnetize the editor towards you. And we'll do that absolutely free on this episode of the VO Heroes podcast. I have a lot to be thankful for this holiday season, and one of the reasons that I'm thankful is because of Patrick Tucker. He's like the gift that keeps on giving. I did a series of nearly 300 podcast episodes with him after I read Secrets of Screen Acting, and it literally changed my life. I had all this information that most people don't have when they first get started. And then he said yes to doing the podcast. So this is cool. Uh, today's day three of four days of free episodes. Today, the episode is all about eye flashes. Patrick Tucker. David Lawrence. Good morning. Good morning. What are eye flashes? Eye flashes are when you look to the other character, um, and you need to do lots of these. When you're talking to someone else, of course, you don't always hold eye contact. That's not a good idea because it makes you look very boring. And so you look all over the place, or even in a big group with other people, your eyes are going to flash around. But we, need, we, the director stroke editor, need the eye flash to motivate the cut sometimes. And so very often uh, we'll come to your face, your eyes will flicker right, and then we'll cut the camera to the person who's seating over there. You have motivated the cut. Just as actors need to be, give good motivational reasons why they do things, you've got to motivate crossing to the cupboard, you've got to motivate picking up the cup. So we, uh, in, in the film industry, have to motivate the cuts, and eye flashes are a very good way of doing this. And that's why we're actors need to give good ones. Now, you can use this to your advantage in some several interesting ways. Uh, Al Pacino, for example, is very good at not looking at the other actor until he decides to, which means, of course, they've got to keep the shot on his face until his eyes flick <laughs> to the other person. Then you can go and cut to the other person. Yeah, he's often in reverie. When, he, right. when he's talking and then, you know, eventually he'll get around to, uh, while he's threatening you, look at you. Yeah, and that's why he gets the longer shot. And there's another good trick that I learned from something Anthony Perkins said. He was actually making a film with a friend of mine, and he taught this guy. This guy had to turn his head, so he turned his head. And Perkins said to him, no, 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 don't turn your head. Turn, let your eyes move first and then move your head. That means the editor's going to cut your face earlier because they've got to cut when the eyes move. So you'll get a longer shot. Wow. Now, how, how much of this uh, sort of falls under the category of an actor looking for longer airtime or longer, longer screen time? Well, uh, well, you see, I believe actors should do that because I think the actor's job, if you like, is to fight for their character's moment in the sun, to fight for your character to be on screen more often. What actors never realize is that we directors aren't fair. If I'm doing a scene between two people, I don't give 50% to this person, 50% to that person. What I do is I look at what both of them are doing, and I choose the best bits. Now, if the best bits are all of you and not the other guy, well, that's not your problem. That is your joy. That is your job to get your characters to be seen, to be reacting to. You don't do it unnecessarily, and you don't do it unfairly, and no one's going to cut to you if you're being boring. But if you're doing interesting things, why should I cut to the other person? So it is really important, uh, and it's one of the basics that you learn as an actor, is that listening is paramount. Uh, but reacting to what you're hearing 
is almost as important as the words that you have to say, if not more. Absolutely. And I'd actually say that reacting is more important than listening, although I'm a bit of a heretic on that because people get very upset if you say, I mean, frankly, uh, if you're really concentrating on doing the business, you might necessarily be listening as much because good listening, our faces go blank. If you were talking to me personally, David, I would, my face would go blank whilst I'm listening to you because if I put stuff on my face and flash my eyes around, you go, hey, what's the matter with you? What, what's wrong? You see, whereas on film life, the audience needs to know what you're thinking and feeling, and therefore you will be reacting and eye-flashing more than you do in real life. And it's not just about getting screen time. It's about giving options to the director, to the editor, and moving the story forward, too. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's about putting more information to your beloved audience. That's who we're fighting for. We're not fighting for more screen time. We're fighting to give more, more thoughts more information to our beloved audience. And we do that by doing uh, eye flashes and things like that. I was once doing in, in a documentary, and, and the, the director didn't know what they were doing, and they finished filming, and I realized that they were, won't be able to edit the documentary together. The film cameraman whispered in the director's eye, uh, ear, and, he, and the director said, okay, we'll do a few more shots. And they just put the camera on each one of us. I use my eye flashes to go from each person to each other person at that meal. They, when the camera was on me. And when the documentary went out, people said, what was this? Every time in this documentary, we cut to you. I said, yeah, the director had to cut to me because I was giving the necessary eye flashes. Mm, there you go. So, it, it, and you I know, also got more screen time. <laughs> there you go. So, And it's not about just being a hog about screen time. It's about really serving the product and serving the story. And, you and, serve the product by giving lots of good eye flashes. It allows us to edit where we want to, not where we can. All right. Uh, Secrets of Screen Acting, the podcast. We'd appreciate it if you would tell your fellow actors about this, especially if you're getting the kinds of, of benefits from it that we've been hearing via email. And you can go and send us email at the website, secretsofscreenacting.com. Thanks for staying subscribed. You'd be shocked at what actors do when they're shooting uh, reaction shots to what the other actor is saying. They just work their butts off with eye flashes. And so hopefully that was really helpful to you. Now, this particular episode pretty much pertains to on camera, but so much of what we talked about, Patrick and I, back when we recorded this podcast, is such a benefit to voice talent as well, because it's about acting. It's about using your equipment in a particular way. Becoming a better on-camera actor really helps you become a better voice actor, and vice versa. I think part of the reason I'm successful as an on-camera actor is because of my success in voiceover. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to put together a special package that's only available for a limited time. The entire library of the Secrets of Screen Acting podcast, nearly 300 episodes, including 10 episodes that had never been heard before, just, just recently discovered, uh, sells every day for $279. For the next week and a half or so, they're yours for $149 plus two bonuses. The Secrets of Screen Acting book that all this stuff was based on, the one that I read that changed my life, and the audiobook version of The Secrets of Screen Acting book, which Patrick asked me to voice. So I want to share with you all the joy that I've had with this, and I want to do it at close to 60% off. I mean, the, the, the total package value is $330, but it's $149 for now. Uh, if you go to voheroes.com slash cyber, go there, you uh, purchase the package, you'll get to instantly download all of the podcast episodes and the audiobook, 
and then you'll get the actual paperback book that you can draw on the margins on like I did uh, in the mail. We'll get that sent out to you. It's only for a limited time. It's $149 instead of some $330 that you pay separately. And I want to do that to celebrate this holiday season and the thanks that I feel, the gratitude that I feel for what Patrick shared with me. I want to share it with you. I thank you so much for watching and for listening. We will do a fourth free episode tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to talk about crossing the 180. What does that mean? You've heard it a million times, right? But we're going to find out what that means tomorrow and why it doesn't really, well, it's not really such a big problem. All right, we'll do that on the next episode of the VO Heroes podcast. <laughs>